Podcast Help Desk, number 16. This is the Podcast Help Desk with your host, Mike Dell. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. The Podcast Help Desk is now open. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike, and I am sitting at the podcast help desk. This is uh, episode number 16, and it's for April 25th, 2014. And today I'm going to answer a couple of questions that I get a lot. And it's all about statistics and how to grow your audience. Let's see. First off, I, I want to let you know that uh, that I am a little bit biased towards Blueberry. So you might not know that, or you might know that. I do work for them. So, uh, you know, if, if it starts to sound like I'm a little biased, well, I am. Make no apologies for that. Uh, anyway, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, speaking of that, here's one of them that I get quite a bit. Uh, what is the best way to track how many people have downloaded my podcasts? And my answer is always, we'll go get the free stats at Blueberry.com. <laughs> or if you're hosting at Libsyn, upgrade to their stats package because you know not all their plans include statistics, but their statistics are good. Uh, and even if you're at Libsyn, you can add free Blueberry.com stats or premium stats if you want. Use my promo code. Anyway, and I also believe PodTrack uh, does free and paid stats, but I'm not really sure, and I don't really know if I would trust them. I do know Libsyn and Blueberry have you know, algorithms in place to uh, you know keep out uh, click fraud, as they say in the SEO world or in the pay-per-click world, uh, you know, they they filter out, you know, a bunch of downloads from the same IP and, and you know, other various ways of, of making sure that it's not just one person downloading the thing, you know, 15,000 times. Oh, by the way, that uh, ringing in the background was my dog, uh, Banjo. Uh, so he, he made his appearance on this show. <laughs> anyway, and... Uh, Let's see. Uh, another one I get a lot, especially uh, th- through Blueberry, uh, says my Google Analytics or any other web stats, but Google Analytics seems to be the one everybody talks about, say that my MP3 was accessed 30,000 times, but my web statistics say I only had 302 downloads. What gives? And, you know, I get lots of variations of that one, you know, different numbers and whatever, but. The web stats are not designed to measure media files. The way media files are served, and a lot of times that's called the byte range requests, they can cause the file to be requested multiple times per play or download, which would register as a download. Or back in the day, see Dave, uh, I keep getting that uh, same term in here, Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting. (laughs) Anyway, uh, back in the day, People would say, how many hits does your website have? Or they'd even put hit counters on the website. And uh, 
you know, a hit is not a download or a download request isn't necessarily a download because like I say, you know, you, you play a, an hour long file. So your, your listener streams it, uh, you know, either to their phone or to, uh, you know, their computer, you just plays it off your website. It's going to definitely without fail, uh, you know, Stop and start, stop and start, stop and start, you know. And that's the whole thing about the, the way the streaming players work is it buffers ahead. And then, you know, if it loses connectivity for a minute or a second or a few seconds or whatever, then it re-requests whatever byte range, that's hence the term, that, okay, you know, we, we lost it at 1,000, let's pick it back up at 1,000. And it, that's another request to the web stats. It says oh, hey, someone hit that MP3 file again. And oops, somebody hit that MP3 file again. Somebody hit that MP3 file again, and over and over and over again. And you can get, uh, you know, 30, 50, 100 requests from the same IP address. And, you know, with web stats, it'll it'll register all those. But with uh, Blueberry and Lipson stats, they take that all into account, and they know that even though the file got 30 requests from the same IP address while downloading or streaming the file, it only counts as one. It's a much more accurate measure of the number of downloads. And that's very important if you're going to have advertisers, because uh, advertisers generally pay on, uh, you know, how many downloads you got. And, you know, so, you know, they call it a PPM. Or, ah, geez, I'm losing my... Uh, Losing my thoughts here, but uh, there is a uh, you know CPC cost cost per click. No, that isn't it. <laughs> it's oh CPM. There we go. Jeez, I knew I was going to do it. And that then that translates to the real media world too. Not real media. We're real media. But what I meant by that was major media, TV, radio. Uh, a lot of the advertising is uh, paid on uh, you know. Uh, cost per thousand or CPM M stands for thousand in this case. And so, you know, if you're getting paid $20 per thousand downloads and you charge your advertiser because you said you got 12,000 downloads and you really only had a thousand because you were using your web stats or you were using, you know, some unreliable statistics system, They'll think, wow, we had 12,000 downloads that we paid for, and Jesus, the results we got out of those that advertising makes it seem more like a 1,000. You know, it just makes everybody look bad, all, all the podcasters and online media, and uh, it just makes us look bad. So, you know, keep your stats honest. Uh, you know, at Blueberry in particular, because I know about this, we've had shows that have, you know, 200 downloads per episode on ad buys. And, you know, they don't make a ton of money, but they make some money. And, like I said, that keeps everybody honest. So use a good uh, stat system. The, the web stats are interesting, you know, for websites, you know, for your website. But they're not good for media, uh, audio or video. And there are other stats packages. And, like I said, you might as well pick up Blueberry Stats because it's free. Or if you're already at Libsyn, just, you know, make sure if you're not on a plan that includes stats, upgrade to their stats. Or even, like I said, if you're at Libsyn, you can still use Blueberry's free stats. 
And that also goes into something I'm going to talk about a little later in the podcast about being everywhere. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Next question. Uh, Feedburner says I have 200 subscribers. What does that mean? Okay, if you've listened to me, uh, you know, long enough or, you know, interacted with me in other venues or heard me on other podcasts, I'm kind of a crusader against using Feedburner or any other third party type uh, feed services, feed blitz being one that I would not recommend because you have to pay for it and it's not any better than Feedburner and you don't need that either. So <laughs> anyway, but if you use Feedburner and you're looking at the stats that Feedburner gives you under subscribers, and I do believe they do other stats too, but uh, it's been so long since I've actually had a, a feed on Feedburner. I don't remember what it's all about, but I do know how they do their subscribers. And what that really is, it's not really measuring how many people are currently subscribed. What it does is it measures how many feed readers, you know, such as iTunes or uh, before that, Juiced. I mean, there's a bunch of feed readers, a uh, bunch of uh, phone apps, uh, Android and iOS apps that act as a feed reader that you just put the uh, RSS feed into and it, it checks it. So, you know, any of those sort of things. And by the way, FeedBurner hasn't really been updated in several years, so it probably doesn't catch some of them that are out there now. But what that does is it says, okay, how many feed readers have hit the RSS feed in the last 24 hours? And this can vary wildly from day to day. As I remember it, I had a, a podcast back in the day. Thanks, Dave. Anyway, I had a podcast back in the day where where uh, Feedburner was saying we were, you know, we had 3,000 to 5,000 subscribers, and it would go up and down and up and down, up and down, uh, you know, every day. And that got to be a little confusing because I'd put out a new episode, and they'd, oh, man, we'll get a spike in it, and... Well, sure enough, we did get a spike, but it wasn't uh, really anything. It was just, you know, hey, you know, th th that day every everybody must have tried to hit their refresh on it and uh, and all that. And uh, using other stats uh, towards the end of that podcast, that was kind of a limited run podcast. It was about uh, teaching people how to get their ham radio license, if you're interested. It's, it's not up anymore. But uh, anyway... Uh, toward the end of the run of that, I did get on uh, Blueberry Stats, and the Blueberry Stats, you know, kind of tracked close, but I'd get far more downloads than I did, you know, with the subscribers number that FeedBurner was giving me. And besides that, uh, FeedBurner, the way that works is you give it your base feed, I'll call it for lack of a better term, but, you know, your main RSS feed which if you've listened to me, I uh, suggest WordPress is your website and PowerPress to, to uh, help generate the feed. And so it would be that feed. You have to give that feed to that base feed to FeedBurner. And then FeedBurner, quote unquote, burns the feed and then gives you an address, FeedBurner, you know, what is it? Feeds at feeds.feedburner.com slash whatever it is you wanted it to say at the end. So there is 
a good possibility that somebody has subscribed to your feed directly from your website. Well, FeedBurner wouldn't know anything about that, so that wouldn't be counted in the numbers. Uh, also, if you're using these uh, captive services, I'll call them, a captive host company such as Blog Talk Radio, Podomatic, TalkShoe, uh, even Libsyn, I guess, uh, in certain circumstances, because these sites also either submit your podcast feed from their site to iTunes or make it easily findable on their website so people could subscribe directly to your host's feed rather than your feed burner feed. So feed burner stats are just not accurate, and they don't catch everyone. And like I said, if you've listened to me before, you don't even need feed burner to podcast. And I'll have a, I'll have a, a link in the show notes that explains that, and we'll explain to you how to get off of feed burner if you're already on there. Uh, a couple other things about stats. Don't be a stat sound because uh, it can it can drive you batty. I mean, it just it ebbs and flows. I've noticed with this particular podcast, especially, they'll put out one episode and it'll go like gangbusters. I'll get you know I'm not going to give you numbers, but you know I'll get a lot of downloads in a week. I put out the next episode and I get three quarters of that number. And then the next week I get three times that number. You know, it, it just, it kind of goes up and down and, you know, and, and it all depends on certain things. I mean, if you get uh, some really great publicity somewhere, you, you might get a spike, but not everybody's going to be interested. Even if they heard about your show and they've listened to a couple of them, they say, yeah, it's okay, but uh, I'm not going to listen anymore. So it'll drop right back off. Not every time. You know, you're slowly going to gain people. And that kind of goes into the, the next bit of this. Uh, another question I get a lot is, how do I grow my audience? Well, that's a big question. That's the biggie. <laughs> there are thousands of ways to promote your podcast and gain a bigger audience. And, of course, there's a lot of ways to not grow an audience. And uh, well, This time, let's just focus on the top ten things that I believe will help you gain listeners. And we'll do an entire show on how to lose listeners. <laughs> Maybe doing a show about how to lose listeners might do it for me. No, I don't want that to happen. But uh, the biggest one, the biggest one out there is be yourself. Be authentic. Be who you are on, on the uh, microphone. You know, if you talk to me across the uh, restaurant table or uh, at the bar or, you know, just out in public, I, I am who I am. You know, you will, you'll hear me uh, just about the same way as you hear me now, except for I'm adding a little compression and post, as I discussed last week. <laughs> but other than that... I sound about the same. Actually, today I kind of sound rough. I, I'm, uh, I don't want to say that I'm fighting off a cold, but uh, something's up. So uh, anyway, the voice might not be quite normal. But you just be yourself. Uh, you know, don't don't try to be a big shot radio guy or gal and make it seem as though you were broadcasting to all the little people out there. Well, that's unless you are a, a big shot broadcaster, and then hey. Do it. <laughs> That's yourself. 
you know, but be yourself. The great thing about a lot of podcasts are their authenticity, uh, the approachability. That's, you know, I go into that in, 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 in this list of the top 10. But, you know, if you seem fake, people will pick up on that and you won't gain any long-term listeners. You know, you might get a spike here and there, but, uh, you know, just be yourself and be patient. It does take time. Let's see. Number two. Communicate with your listeners. Always, you know, I like to try to learn the names and a little bit about as many listeners as I can. You know, I always answer my email. You should do that. And Twitter and Facebook and what other other whatever other forms of communication that you uh, utilize. And you know, just like I said, communicate. Uh, try to learn something about your. You know, podcasting isn't just one way. At least in my theory. It's, it's kind of a two-way thing, you know, and the, and the more feedback you get, uh, the more fulfilling it is for you, and you'll learn something. You know, you're not just here to teach. You know, like with me, I'm not here just to teach. You know, I am hopefully informing you a little bit about the world of podcasting as I've seen it since 2005, and as my, you know, in my experience as uh, do, doing tech support for Blueberry, but just, like I said, just get out there and communicate, uh, you know, and listen. You know, if you say, you know, contact me on Twitter, contact me on Facebook, contact me uh, by email, contact me however, you know, I answer it. You know, not, nothing like sending an email into a black hole, <laughs> you know, to, to make people like, yeah, he don't care about me, I don't care about him. So, anyway, just, just communicate. And here, here's one that uh, I had an example of last week. <laughs> Don't be afraid to make mistakes. And just in the last show, uh, I had an editing error that caused my voiceover lady to talk over me while I was talking. I'm sure you guys heard that. If Unless this is your first time listening, and if it is, welcome. But I didn't catch it until after the episode was published, and uh, I decided I wasn't going to fix it. And I have a couple reasons why. Uh, you know, back when I first started, I oh, I would have freaked out and deleted it off the server and went back and re-edited and, you know, and, and been real freaked out about it. But the the two reasons were basically that I didn't want to have a bunch of you have to download the episode again because that's what would happen because I would replace the episode and your feed reader would see that as a new episode. Well, I could have probably set it up to where it didn't do that, but you'd still get the mistake, so, you know, what good would it be for me to change it? And, you know, second off, figure it might uh, generate a little <laughs> feedback, which it did, and a few Twitter messages, uh, at Mark Sheldon. Anyway, anyway, I got to inter interact with a few more listeners because of that mistake, and, you know, no, I didn't do it on purpose, but it worked out good. So, uh, like I said, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Uh, you're only human, and so am I. All right, here's one that I'm guilty of not doing. But do as I say, not as I do. Be consistent. And like I said, I'm guilty of not doing this, but I am getting better. Uh, you notice these episodes of late, since the rebranding, have been coming out every week. 
somewhere around Friday. But a lot of people, they carve out time to listen to your show if they're interested. You know, the, uh, I've got certain shows that I listen to at certain times of the day or the week. And, you know, if it's not there when I'm ready to listen to it, you know, after I've put, made it part of my plan, it kind of puts me off a little bit if I don't know what's going on. Uh, so if you say you're going to do a weekly show, you know, do it weekly. You know, even if you do a, a short show or you even do a rerun, uh, you know, if you get enough uh, back catalog, you know, do a rerun. I've done that before. And, you know, as long as it's far enough apart and it's evergreen type content, you know, if you're doing a news show, well, you don't want to do reruns. But, you know, at least put something out or have one in the in the uh, can, as they say. Uh, I have actually, I do actually have a show already recorded and edited and ready to go in just such an incident. The only thing I would have to do is, uh, is uh, change the file name to uh, whatever number it is. And I will be playing that show, you know, probably this summer when, uh, when things get busy or, or something or something happens, you know. But, you know, maybe do that. But be consistent as you can. And I made my New Year's resolution. Or, well, I don't want New Year's. April resolution <laughs> that I'm going to do this every week. And uh, I'm going to try to stick to that. And uh, number five. Okay, engage your target audience in other formats. Uh, you know, like if you're doing a show about airplanes, we'll get on some uh, airplane message boards. Uh, get on, uh, you know, some Google groups, some Facebook groups, uh, Google Plus communities, all that. But, and here's a big but, don't be annoying. Don't. Hey, I got my great podcast, and you know, don't post every time you've you've put out a new podcast in the forums and stuff. You know, be part of the forums. Be you know, be a source of information. Answer other people's questions. Ask questions. You know, e either way, both ways, and you know, it's okay to have a little tagline. Hey, you know, I got my podcast here. That's fine, but don't just go blasting in there with, uh, Hey, I got this great podcast, blah, 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 you know, and post that in 20 different, uh, topics in the forum, <laughs> you know, that's just spammy. And same thing with, uh, you know, groups on Facebook or whatever, you know, if somebody's a listener of your show, they might appreciate it, but those who are not and may not be interested in listening to your show or don't have time to listen to your show, you don't want to annoy them because, you know, people will sooner or later, if that's all you do is push, 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 push your podcast, then, you know, people are going to tune you out. And uh, those who are interested will find you because you're going to be subtle about it. You're not going to be annoying. <laughs> okay. Engage your target audience in other formats. Oh, wait a minute. I read that already. See, even, even when I do the outline thing, I, uh, <laughs> Missed my place. Okay, number six. Be patient. I know I said that before, but it takes time to build up a following. But it bears repeating. It's just, you know, nothing can substitute for consistency and time. You know, uh, a good friend of mine, 
as a tech-related podcast. You know, he started out, you know, with X number. You know, I don't know what his numbers are, but uh, over the time, he's grown that audience, and he's grown it and grown it and grown it, and he's grown it to the point where now, with just one or two advertisers per episode, he makes his living doing that. And, you know, not everybody's going to do that. Not everybody wants to do that. But you just got to be patient. And it takes time. Okay, number seven. Make sure your audio quality is good. If your show is annoying to listen to because of poor quality, people won't stick around, no matter how good the content is. You know, as they used to say back when podcasting started, content is king. Well, content's king, but quality is queen. Because uh, I don't care how good your content is, if your audio quality is annoying, I'm not going to listen very long. And I probably am representative of most listeners. I'm an avid podcast listener, as well as a podcaster. So, uh, you know, I, I know of what I speak. Okay, now, in your content, this is number eight. Keep your self-promotion and advertising to a normal level. I, what I call a normal level is, you know, okay, maybe at the beginning have a little stinger. This show brought to you by blah, blah, blah. And maybe, you know, spot somewhere in there, you know, about your uh, sponsor and or your self-promotion. If you're, you know, if you're a, a financial guru and you want people to sign up for your course, don't say that every 30 seconds or two minutes or even every 10 minutes. People don't want to listen to that stuff. Uh, you know, they know if you say it sometime in your show, you know, they know you're trying to sell something and that's, that's cool. You know, that's, that's what it's about, but you know, keep it to a normal level, not a continuous drone of advertising. You know, don't make your podcast sound like an infomercial. You know, and I, sometimes I'm not, I don't know if I'm really guilty about that, but, uh, you know, sometimes I talk about blueberry a lot. Well, I believe in blueberry and so on and so forth. And why not stick one in here? Use my promo code NOBS for 30 days free, either podcast hosting or podcast uh, premium statistics over at blueberry.com. Link in the show notes at, let's see, podcasthelpdesk.com slash 1616. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. All right, keep your website easy to use. That's number nine. Keep it simple and to the point. And when you promote your website or promote your podcast, promote your website because you want something to be the center of your, of your brand, I guess. It's kind of an over use term, but that's, that's what it is. It's your brand. And, you know, instead of, you know, say, say you're, you know, on a Facebook group and, and, uh, somebody asks you about your podcast, you say, well, you can find me on iTunes or you can find me on Stitcher or you can find me on iHeartRadio or you can find me here. You can find me there. You can find me there. You can find me here. Nah, I don't do that. Say you can find me at podcasthelpdesk.com and there's links to everywhere else at the website. That way, you got one focal point. And like I said, make your site easy to use. Don't, you know, don't 
garbage it up with flash and and uh, moving GIF images and crazy, uh, you know, uh, Mick menus, <laughs> whatever they call. What did they call that back in the back in the the, the late nineties and the early two thousands? Mystery navigation. Now make it easy to navigate. And like I said, don't junk it up with too much stuff. Just keep it simple. But always point people to your website instead of these other places. And, you know, why why promote their website? Promote yours. And number 10, at least for now. Of course, we'll revisit this a lot, I'm sure. You know, before I was mainly sticking to the the technical side of podcasting. And, you know, I kind of want to get into all of it because I am passionate about it. You know, I, I really like to have people start out right and uh, and help them fix problems. But anyway, okay. And the final, number 10, get your podcast listed in as many directories as you can. You know, if people, if, if it's easy to find you where they are, then they will find you. You know, don't, uh, you know, say, well, I'm only available on iTunes and Stitcher. Those are the two big ones. That's the only place I care about. Well, you know, if you look at my statistics, believe it or not, it's roughly 50% iTunes, uh, 5 to 10% Stitcher, and, you know, the rest of various other places that people find me or listen to me or, you know, go to the website or whatever. But, you know, let's see. I went into this a lot more uh, in a former episode you can find that at podcasthelpdesk.com slash 10. That was episode 10 of, of the uh, Podcasting Tech Coach before the rebranding. But it's still online at podcasthelpdesk.com slash 10. It'll tell you all about all the directories that I know about and ways to get in there and, and all that. And the last thing for this episode is along that same line. I get a variation of the same question. Mike, I only have 50 listeners. How do I get more? You only have 50 listeners? Really? Well, imagine those 50 people all sitting in a room looking at you to entertain, inform, inspire, teach, whatever else your goal is. You know, doesn't 50 seem rather large? It doesn't seem small to me. You know, and it's a start. You know, you'll gain, you'll gain listeners if you just be patient. As I said above, just be patient, because you know, even fifty, it's a good start. And those fifty people, if you continue to inform, entertain, inspire, you know, you'll you'll gain an audience, and they'll tell people about. Hey, if you listen to Mike Dell, he did blah 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 blah, and you know, ten more people show up. Five more might stick around. And slowly but surely, as I've said a lot, <laughs> you'll gain an audience. So, I guess that's it for uh, this episode of the Podcast Help Desk. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I don't even look at the clock while I'm doing this. And it always comes out to be about 30 to 40 minutes. So I guess that's uh, that's good. And, and one tidbit of advice about that. You know, don't uh, purposely prolong your show to an hour if you've only got 30 minutes worth of stuff to talk about, because then it gets boring, and people don't like boring. And if you get bored with it, they'll get bored with it. So don't get bored with it. 
Mix it up. Keep, you know, keep it to, to the right length. Whatever that length is. If you want to do a five-minute podcast, do a five-minute podcast. If you want to do a two-hour podcast, do a two-hour podcast. But, you know, only talk for as long as you have something to say. And with that, catch you next week. I don't have a topic picked out. Uh, the, the voiceover lady will tell you uh, how to get a hold of me. I will answer. And uh, maybe we'll pick a topic before I record next week. Till then, catch me later. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. Thank you for visiting the Podcast Help Desk. See you next week. That's all, folks.